to episode 176 of those millennials podcast today i'm your humble today i'm extremely humble today thankful extremely thankful host k the classic i'm here at my nearest and dearest my boys and friends in real life rail's here real how you doing how's your pockets <laughs> how's your mental health it's gucci man <laughs> there was a reason why i asked how the fact it is it was kind of an inside joke but we understand um yeah, man. I mean, I don't, you know, we're going to talk about the Las Vegas Aces. There's going to be a lot of Aces talk on here. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of victory lap. I'm not even going front. Like, why, why, why even, why even front? Like, I'm not going to do a victory lap. But first and foremost, I want to, th- it's a two man weave today. It's Rel and I today. Let me start by saying that. Um, and I'd like to just off the top thank everybody that commented and left DMs about our last pod. Uh, about our drink conversation, it was a, uh, it, it was pretty cool to see everybody uh, engage and draw and and leaving questions inside the the account. It was pretty fly. We left a lot of meat on the bone, which we all talked. <laughs> it was funny after we was done hitting record. Uh, we did like another like ten minutes of just like what we could have continued to talk about on the pod about the Drake situation. We we didn't even get to properly answer like, has Drake like peaked. Um, I didn't get to completely shit on um, his first, uh, this was like on his last album um, for all the dogs that that was his worst intro of all time about of all his intros and I had a list of all the intros, but it's all good. Uh, maybe a time for another day, um, you know, with his break, who knows next time we're going to get a Drake album, but you know, we'll see. Anyway, we're recording this on a Thursday, uh, literally during the Lakers and Phoenix Suns game preseason game so if you see me looking over here that's kind of what i'm glancing at a little bit uh but please don't forget to like favorite and subscribe uh helps the pod grow uh and if you're uh, new around here please don't forget to sub up uh so i was looking at the the algorithm the other day um it shows that 23 percent of you guys that watch our podcast on youtube aren't subscribed so you know it costs you nothing just subscribe for you 23 percent of people just subscribe it costs you nothing um but yeah as we always do we're gonna start with rails picks uh this week it's sponsored by uh toys r us uh rail are you ready to give your picks of the week your uh, yeah just your flaming hot 51 percent. first off it wasn't 51 percent. you disrespected me it was 56 percent, which bad. is my the bad and average my bad stop pissing me off <laughs> anyways Ahead, I got five picks last week. I'll even run down my picks. How if I you bet them, how I bet them. You know, it was five games. I went two, one, and one. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, two, one, and one. I pushed on a Washington uh, minus three. They won 36-33. I took an L with USC. Um, so that was my one loss, one push. And then, oh, actually two losses um, because I lost with the Bucks. So, But I also hit on the Ravens, and I hit on the, um, and I hit on the Bengals. So, uh, one push, two losses, and two wins. Two, two, and one. That you know, that's fifty around fifty six percent still. You know, if you actually do the math, and if you know anything about betting, like most most casuals do, don't know things. <laughs> no, don't know shit about betting. Let me explain something to casuals out there. You don't hit eighty speak to ninety percent of your bets. To the mic, please. You don't hit eighty to ninety percent of your bets for you fucking casuals out there. You don't. You only hit. Like around fifty to fifty-six percent, depending on how you bet. You motherfuckers out there that just throw twenty bucks at a parlay, don't do shit for what I bet. I bet every fucking day, literally every fucking day. The general, don't tell me about this. Don't tell me about this shit, bro. I'm in the books every fucking day talking to cats. I know what is it what it's like to profit. Fifty-six percent is a good number to be a profitable better. You, you not nobody hits seventy to eighty percent of their fucking bets. You sound like there's some passion behind that. Like any particular reason. Anyways, 
Let me get to my five picks for this week. If you want to hit them individually or parlay them, like I said last week, that said something two, two, two and one last week. This week I'm going to go five teamer Ohio State money line, Tennessee plus eight and a half, Browns minus three, Chargers plus five and a half, Dolphins plus two and a half. Let me give it to you one more time. Ohio State money line, Tennessee plus eight, Browns minus three, Chargers plus five and a half. Huh? Who's the Titans play? I don't have Titans play. Tennessee. Tennessee's playing Alabama. I got two oh. college plays. Okay, there you go. So it's Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee. Then, oh, okay. You just I thought you said like oh, my bad. So yeah, Ohio State first Penn State. I got money line. I got Tennessee at Alabama plus eight and a half. I got the Browns first the Colts. Browns minus three. I got the Chargers at the Chiefs. Chargers plus five and a half. I got the Dolphins plus two and a half on the road in Philadelphia. 20 bucks, however you want to bet it, bet how you want. My record's still good. <laughs> That's very, very angry of you. Um, all right. Um, this is probably the earliest we've ever gotten to the not list. Um, but we're gonna get to the not list. Uh, for those who are new around here, the not list is compiled of a list of stuff that I've compiled for throughout the week, whether it's pop culture, uh, music, hip hop, uh, my one of my first Person, person, I'm sorry, personal, personal favorite things to pay attention to right now, streaming uh, is also going to be on here. So that's the stuff that I'm going to talk about. So uh, off top, speaking of streaming, um, I felt like this one was relevant because, you know, we're always talking about streaming on this podcast, especially I am. Um, but this came around the wire earlier this week that Netflix is raising their prices again. I think this is like the fourth time that Netflix is raising their prices um so as it's uh, i don't know when this is going to take into effect but uh netflix is their basic plan with uh their basic plan is going to be 11.99 and their premium plan which i should know that i should have looked this up what's the difference because netflix doesn't have commercials anyway do netflix has commercials now i know you don't know because they do they do you pirate um but uh, um, their premium plan is going to be $22.99, $23 a month for Netflix. I'm not going to lie, that's kind of crazy. Uh, we already last week talked about some, uh, you know, how Netflix is going to be doing some interactive uh, pop-up stop shop stuff uh, for certain shows and stuff, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, shout out to Netflix. Um, third time, I think this year, raising their prices. Uh, this one came around the wire and real. I want to ask you this. Um, today, um, so Terry Stott steps steps down as the Bucks uh, assistant manager, uh, assistant uh, coach, assistant coach. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, it's still speculation. Nobody knows why. But do you have any? If you was to guess, like, why would a coach of Terry Stott, like Terry Stott's elk? Resigned so close to the season. Did you? I read a report. And Tell I don't me, know if please. I uh, that him and him and Adrian Griffin got into it, and he wasn't about to, he wasn't about to get into. It. He wasn't about to take his shit. That it was a it was the end to that practice where Adrian Griffin like wants to get together the coaches and Terry Stott walked away and talked to the players, and he like kind of reprimanded him and like got at him. And I think it was like they, it, Terry Stott basically said, "I'm like I'm not going to be able to get along with Adrian Griffin." And so it was a rift between them. Um, but uh, yeah, but that's what I've heard. I mean, I read a report, so that's interesting. Uh, um, that's kind of crazy that he did it so close to like the season starts. In I think it just happened, days. like, it, like it, it just happened during a practice, and he would like it just was just like a nasty fallout between them. Yeah, but wouldn't and... you want to like okay, just plain devil's advocate because I don't. I don't know. We both don't know. Wouldn't you want to like they just started working together? Agent Griffin just got promoted to head coach. Obviously, not just, but like earlier this hired. season, he just got hired. He's a, it's a first year head coach. Aren't there gonna be these little disagreements that happen through the, I mean, of the season that you don't agree with? And I know Terry Stotts is a proud dude. He's been a head coach for a long time. He's coached Damian. That's Lowe the thing. Most of his it's, career. If Terry Stotts doesn't have to be like, he doesn't have to take it. 
He'd be like, yeah. it depends on how Terry Stotts wanted to really coach. You know what I'm saying? If Terry Stotts is already like, I'm not getting a job and, and I'd rather not, he already took two years off. So maybe he was already on the thin ice. He was already probably yeah, for about coming. He interviewed for head coaching jobs. Like he interviewed. Yeah. So he wanted, a, yeah, he wanted a head coaching job. Yeah. He, he had, and, and he realized he has to get an assistant job. And he realized that he just, maybe this is not going to fit with this staff and Adrian Griffin. I'm pretty sure maybe there was other shit that led up to this. But from what I heard, it was just, they just didn't get along, um, which is a minor move in the grand scheme of things. Like you know, according I, to uh, Brian Windhorst, he was going to be in charge of the offense for the Bucks. Um, sorry to bore people with this, but this was very interesting. This just happened hours ago, and it was just I mean that this came around the wire. I mean, we can kind of the Bucks are championship favorite. Like you know, if they're not one or two, they're one of the championship favorites this year, and it's just interesting that their lead assistant has just decided to step away just days before the start of the regular season. Just, just interesting. I mean, like I said, it's kind of, I don't think the offense should be that hard. Like I said, I don't think it's like, I don't think Terry Stotts. Yeah. He was, he may have been a important role, but I mean, we've seen Terry he Stotts offense. Be the best way. He, he knows how to unlock Dame. So, We'll see. We'll see oh, if God. that affects um, Dame. Locks Dame. Dame, I know, but he, you know what I mean by that. I'm not saying. That. No, I'm be honest with you. Terry Stotts ain't but a fucking ball roller, bro. Oh, like, come God. on, man. Oh, I forgot who I was talking to. My bad. No, but you make it like he just has like like Dame about like like just about to struggle because like no, Terry no, Stotts no. is out there. Like, I was no, saying Dame's that Terry smoke knows what to say to Dame, how to get to Dame when Dame like how to fire Dame up in certain situations. If like he just, I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, he never said something that created a winning environment. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, this one you're going to have to answer because I know nothing about this. This is more your bag than me. So uh, number three on the not list, the NCAA is investigating the Michigan Wolverines football program allegations. And according to a report by Yahoo Sports, Michigan allegedly had people attend Future opponents' games. It sounds a whole lot like um, uh, the the Rangers. Um, have you had them appear to future games and watch the signs of the of the of their future op- opponent? So, Farafow, do you think this <laughs> requires an investigation? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't even read really into what the fuck happens. But anytime any NCAA starts investigating anything. Usually doesn't mean shit to me because, like, you're kind of a scam anyway. NCAA, none but a crook. But I don't know. Michigan's always up to something. Harbaugh just got suspended for four games this past season for doing something. Uh, not he paid for meals for recruiting or something back. But from like people to understand, like, NIL, like, that shit doesn't come from the, the NCAA. Like, that shit comes from boosters. Yeah. The, the, the NCAA is still not paying these players, you know? So it's like, oh, I'm saying. <laughs> Anything if they have anything to say about it, they won't. They won't ever pay these players. But yeah, this one we're gonna have to pay attention to because this this is giving me Texas Ranger vibes. So, oh, Katie's in street clothes already. Sorry, I'm watching you. Anyway, um, yeah, very interesting. So we'll see how that goes. All right, and uh, sneaker news: Joel Embiid is gonna be signing with Skechers. Uh, so this is the third player, but this is an MVP candidate signing. So this is a bigger deal. So I think before I talked about this on the not list prior where, uh, Terrence Mann I think was the first signee of Skechers. At least he was the first one we saw visibly wearing Skechers, um, basketball Skechers is now entering the basketball realm with, they have a whole department for basketball shoes. Uh, and Julius Randall, uh, is, is also another player that's, um, joining it has been a part of Skechers. Um, this is very interesting for multiple reasons. So I got multiple questions for you. So I'm gonna start with this. Um, do you think Skechers can scrub off the image that Skechers have had um, for its entire existence as far as gaining some kind of momentum to where athletes and and, and, and and consumers will start buying their basketball sneakers? No, because New Balance tried it, New Balance failed, 
like these off brands just don't cut it when it comes to sneakers. No, th- no, that's not true. New Balance already had a basketball department before Kawhi and all this stuff. They already had a basketball department. They stopped. I just don't think shoes. nobody's ever gonna open up the sketchers for for hoop shoes. I mean, maybe if there's good reviews and they got it, the whole thing is now like it's bigger than that. You got to get somebody to review it now. You know, I'll, you know, make sure somebody, you know, posting it that, you know, that's a good basketball shoe. You got to come with good reviews. But I mean, to be honest, I don't think so because, like I said, these, nothing's, everything has tried to trump Nike and Adidas. Pumas come close to even being the third banana in this race. Reebok's now trying to bring up the rear. Like, I think the Under Armour, I think, is pretty, like, at the to me, at the wrist. So I don't know. Like I say, it just, I don't think it's going to be. Big men don't sell shoes. So that's the thing. Um. Well, I wasn't even before Embiid. I was just saying the stigma. So my, my thoughts on this is similar to yours, but I just, I, I'm going to say it in a different way. One, I'll, I'll say this as, as a positive. As a person who obviously buys a lot of sneakers, that, that used to buy a lot of sneakers, I don't buy a lot of sneakers no more. Let's be real. Um, I think to, in today's age, today's uh, youth, a lot of Gen Zers, shit, and even a lot of millennials, a lot of people are wearing a lot of different brands these days. It's not, people aren't just, wearing nikes and in it in, in it being cool um obviously i've talked about for shit <laughs> probably the inception of this podcast that like people were giving other brands chances that like that wasn't what it was when you and i were coming up when we were younger it was you know like if you wore Nike, if you wore Jordan, you were cool no matter pretty much what like and then you know obviously we had like the little one offs where you had uh, if you had, you know, Chucks or fans or K-Swiss or something like that at the time, whatever, right? Um, but I feel like in today's age, people are wearing, like you said, Puma. Um, and not just Lamella Ball sneakers, the people are wearing Puma silhouettes. Um, people are wearing New Balance, a lot of people. And not just when, when we say that, we're not just talking about East Coast people that live in Boston because people for people who don't know. New Balance home headquarters in Boston. So it just, you know, whatever. Um, people are wearing a lot of New Balances. New Balance has a lot of cool and dope creators over there. Uh, they do a lot of dope collabs with Ronnie Fig and Joe Fresh Goods and, and um, Action Bronson. There's a lot of energy around different type of sneakers. Um, but I say that to say this, that I think to me, they would have to be an awesome first i would have to get some reviews so first i would never get whatever this first sketcher run is i don't think i don't think it would be for me um i've seen some of the sneakers some the ones that uh julius randall been wearing and i just maybe it's just because i'm a fan of nick colors i don't know what it is about that blue and orange um I've, i've liked it um some of the models They've they've been wearing like one particular model and it's just been switching like a whole bunch of colors, but we'll see. Um, I I think some people like there's going to be that one. You're going to go to a 24 hour fitness uh, for the one time and overrun and you're going to see somebody wearing it. Just like how I try to do like this is somebody that when we went to the wreck, I was pulling out leaning Dwayne Wade shoes, right? Because like. Mm -hmm. Wade was my guy, um, and I saw good reviews of the sneaker from people I trust. They were saying that, like, these shoes are made with real leathers, like how it used to be in the 90s, and, like, the traction is great, and, like, they, they're made how shoes used to be made, how, how these basketball sneakers used to be made. So that tied with it being Dwayne Wade, I was like, oh, bet, I'm going to try these. And the report, I, I think those, I think some of the, the way silhouettes are fly, not some of the older ones, like the, the old, like the earlier models, the ones they used to wear, not like, no disrespect to D'Angelo Russell, but not those ones. Um, but yeah, I think I, I say have at it. Let's, 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 let's get Skechers in the game too. Let's, 
Let's go in. I mean, I'm all for diversity and people have a SIG, so more power to Yeah, that part I don't agree with. Um, It didn't necessarily say that he was going to have his own signature sneaker, Joel Embiid. Um, But we we shall see. Uh, My second question is, this is very, I don't even know if this is a question. This is more like a statement that I've just, I don't think this has ever been a thing where a player of Joel Embiid's caliber who just won MVP was a sneaker free agent and just jumped ship into a brand that doesn't have any recognition. That was, that's kind of strange to me, but like you said, maybe it's just a matter of him being a big man. But like, to me, I was like, if Joel Embiid is charismatic, he's fun. Like, I mean, he don't do, he's not on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, as much as he once was doing all the the crazy stuff and saying all the funny stuff that he 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 once did, but um, he is an MVP. I just think after he just won a league MVP, it's kind of weird that this happened to him, where he's going to a not so much well known sneaker brand. So it's just it's just interesting. You have anything that? Um no, I'm I'm with you. I'm just curious to see like what's the next step for them, you know? Because it is more than signing somebody, you know. It just is more to it than that. Shout out to Nick DePaula. Shout out to Shams for uh, breaking these breaking this news, by the way. Um, but we shall see how this goes. Staying in sneaker and sportswear news, uh, number five on that list. Injuries has signed an NIL deal with Reebok. Now this I'm excited for, for a multitude of reasons. So literally last week on the not list, I we uh, I, I brought up how Shaquille O'Neal and Allen Iverson are going to be the new heads, uh, president and vice president of Reebok Basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I asked the question, um, shouldn't that shouldn't their roles be flip flop? Because I feel when I think of Reebok, I think of Allen Iverson. I don't think of Shaquille O'Neal, but I get it. If you're going to give it to the more business savvy person, uh, the bigger name, um, I understand. I understand it. But I feel like when I think of Reebok, I think of Allen Iverson. Um, but to for them to sign a player like Angel Reese, for those who don't know who Angel Reese is, uh, she's the star forward uh, for the LSU Tigers. Soon mm-hmm. to be in the WNBA, I think she'll be eligible after this season. Um, so yeah, I think I think again, great signing by them. Um, I'll I'll love to see if this is going to transition to her when she comes in the W. I, I would imagine it does, but we we got to see. Ro, what do you think about it? Um, she's the next one, you know, she's marketable. Like everything like that's happened since she's won the national championship has been just an uptick for her. Like as far as, you know, NIL and, you know, all the endorsements and everything that's come along with her. She's going to be, video. yeah, she going to, so between her and Caitlin Clark next year, um, somebody they're going to be, it's going to be, uh, the league about to change over. This is when the league is about to get, you know, huge. This is where. You get as we transition. You get Asia. You get Angel Reese. You get um. You get uh, Kaylin Clark on on another team. This league's about to get really balanced out. You know, you know, some teams gonna really look good. It's gonna be some good hoop coming. I hate that they have to stay in school so long, but honestly, I'm for it because you know, as somebody pointed out to me that I was having a conversation with that, it has to go in steps. Like the college game was more important in the pro game for the longest, you know, college stars made people want to watch NBA. So it has to go like that, you know? So them staying in is just making them a bigger star for when they come to the league. I just hate that, you know, you never really get like the highest peak of everybody together in the league at the same time at their prime. Cause I don't know how many more years Candace has, you know, and I would love to see all these women battle it out on a real, you know, even tournament or, or or something together. So I understand that it's a long process, but can, I like everything that's going. Can we just can we trim it? Do they have to play the all four? I just can they do two? Can we get to a can we get to a medium? Who knows? Can we get to a medium? That's because so I'm uh, like I'm with you because 
you're right. Um, especially seeing the W's in, again, we're going to talk about the W plenty. Um, how it's a, we talked about it. I think we talked about it last week, how it's just, it's growing. It's on, it's in its 26th year, um, or 27th year or something like that. Um, I, I just think, yeah, they need like Caitlin Clark got popping. Angel Reese got bigger based off their, their back and forth. And it became a water cooler moment, right? Like it came, like their names became household names to a lot of people just off of their game, right? Um, so I just, you know, I just wish we could find a meeting, maybe two years situation. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but congratulations to Angel Reese. I, that's, I think that's incredible. Um, and I can't wait to watch her uh, this year play for LSU. All right. End of not list. All right. Time to stop being humble. Uh, <laughs> so, um, obviously, we're going to talk about the, the, the fighting back-to-back world champion Las Vegas Aces, uh, who last night um, in New York went back-to-back and won uh, game four of the WNBA Finals. Um, and I think that it was the game was – oh, so, yeah, 70-69. Um, but more so – oh, let me, let me add this, too, for people who don't know, because I know a lot of people – who watch this, they don't consume the WNBA like I, we do, real. Um, not only did the Las Vegas Aces win in New York, uh, only allowing 69 points by the team that was second on the, in offense, who had their full team, the Las Vegas Aces were missing two starters, their point guard, their distrib- their best distribu- uh, distributor, uh, Kia Stokes, who real talks talk shit about all the time but very important player in my opinion um and they won the game because asia wilson's asia wilson's her uh jackie young made plays down the stretch and despite kp giving me heart attacks multiple times she played well enough down the stretch to finish the game um well before we talk about this uh the, the the long game of what this means not only was this mean for us and Las Vegas basketball, what'd you think of the game? I know you, you and I had a lot of comments talking about the specific game in the Liberty, but what'd you think? Um, game was terrible. <laughs> um, it was just, it, I mean, it seemed like two teams playing tight, um, you know, but two teams like, playing tight. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, yeah, I mean, I well, yeah, I can say that the Aces played free. I mean, the Liberty played tight yeah, down I would the say stretch. KB, if you want to talk about players on the Aces that played tight, KP played tight. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it was just not, but it, not even just tight in the fact that they like a mistakes, but I mean, like the fact that they weren't giving up an inch. You know, turnovers were happening. You know, they they were throwing the damn ball over the court in the first half. Oh my god! Yeah, so I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Off the top of my head, and somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. Who pays attention? I think the Aces had twelve turnovers in the first half. It was in the teens. That's what I'm saying. I felt I felt like they were playing tight because they were missing simple passes. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think the Liberty choke game four away i think it was fucking pitiful what they did i just don't understand how their their offense is just so basic for to have such talented players they have no step movement for sabrina um which i don't want to get i don't get why they have no step movement you know most of her shots come off a down pick or a broken play and she just shoots a foul three why is she not running off of multiple screens i don't fucking know but that's something for the next coach of delivery to figure out um, but <laughs> ultimately, I just think that, um, uh, you know, congrats to the Aces. You know, Asia it put on one of the best performances I've seen, um, down the stretch. And once she got rolling, I was just more concerned because anytime she's to me, like, she's like what I wish Anthony Davis would be mm. like, like, she's like, you know, like the way she just affects the game with her size, the way she 
takes over in the post, yeah, you know. I mean, you know, takes the three when it's there. You know, sometimes I will say she does have to work on that jumper. Um, but she's she's just dominant. She's just dominant. And like I wish she like I said, that's the way I wish Anthony Davis would play would play, would just affect the game with everything. Like the fact that they weren't scoring well, but she was protect she was protecting the rim, little like, you know, hedges, hard hedges being the defensive anchor in the first half. Yeah, she did a very that, that second foul was terrible. She should not have closed out that hard. She should never close out that hard. She's she's a big, you know, just just show, you know. And if you make it, happy birthday. But I don't know because uh, congratulations, congrats, Kelsey Plum, back to back champions, Becky Hammond. Only reason why I said this team was not going to win the championship, and I would get for yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't talk them. about that part. How you bet this on team? Win they, the they 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 didn't take the regular season as serious as I thought they were going to take it. I thought they was going to be on some historic shit. They lost to the games like to the uh, in Washington. They lost at, to the fucking Sparks, to who had lost thirteen straight games before they had beat the Liberty, beat the Aces. Like they didn't take it seriously enough, and then they then they lost Candace Parker down the stretch. And I was like, I just don't know if this team is gonna have it's going it's motivated enough to go back to back because it's a long run. So I was wrong. I mean, but at the same time, I, like you know, the Liberty really melted down. So if I had to go back and pick it again, I would because I wasn't. I was like I said, I lo- I watched that game. I watched this team be flat as fuck with this much talent. I was like, how is this team with this much talent be so flat at times? So I don't think they could do it. And if you watch the Commissioner's Cup, this is two different teams. You know, if you watch that Commissioner's Cup, there was nothing nothing that showed that you could say, oh, you can hang your hat on to say the Aces were the better team than Liberty other than fandom because they the Liberty outplayed them in every game. Yeah, like I said, so... I'm not going to do like, I'm going to do my victory lap, but like, you're right. Cause so I'm not going to act like I did not say before the playoff started and you can, you can check the records on before the playoff started. I said, I was worried about a finals matchup between the Liberty and aces mostly because there was no Candace Parker. I my, my, my thoughts initially was if, if Candace plays, we're perfectly fine. This would be this, this would be a very um, not easy. I don't want to use the word easy. This would be a doable series. Um, we never got anywhere from Candace. She didn't play for the rest of the year, which tells me whatever happened with her leg was bad, very, very bad. And they just, I just, for the WNBA, I, again, as somebody who avidly watches the, the NBA and they make players weekly talk not weekly but like they give solid injury points unless you're <laughs> unless you're quiet Leonard or, or Zion um they give solid injury reports about people's timetables the fact that we just never heard anything about Candace and it was just up in the air like there was no words nobody said anything about her availability like at all even after uh I think before the final started, there was a video posted by the Las Vegas Aces of her on the court in basketball shorts, working out, shooting around, doing stuff. So it kind of got me excited, but um, clearly it didn't matter because they didn't, they didn't need her. Um, uh, another thing I got wrong, let me talk about the stuff that I got wrong. Let me get this stuff out. I've been saying for the longest on this podcast and to other people that I think Brianna Stewart I said Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson is 1A and 1B uh, best players in the WNBA. Um, and I was saying at the time, Brianna Stewart was at 1A. And it was mostly out of respect for her because I know Asia's weak point is shooting from deep, right? Like she doesn't shoot from deep. That's not her game. Um, it's never been her game, uh, actually, after I looked up her uh, basketball reference. Uh, yesterday and just saw a lot of stuff it's just um, not ugly and i and, and it could be better you know we just yeah, like jumps, she's, she's been working on it um but she 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 didn't even take there's there's multiple seasons where she didn't even take three pointers so it's just like you know that was never part of her thing and if i don't remember off my dad she definitely didn't take any threes in south carolina with dawn i think dawn would have sat her ass down she would have did that um but um it was mostly because 
Brianna was just to me a six five, six four Kevin Durant type of uh WNBA player where I felt like Asia is Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett into one player. What you think about that comp for Asia? Yeah. I think Anthony Davis is the I best comp for her though. Yeah, there's there's yeah. If you want to talk about those three players rolled into one player, I, I can see that. She's 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 that. While I with Brianna Stewart, I see I see, you know, I, I see somebody that's Kevin Durant like. And I just feel like Brianna has less holes in her game. But after yesterday's performance, and I know it was just one game, but what a game. What it's what I mean, I should have had her stats up um so I can talk about how bad she played. Um but what a stage for her not to just have a complete utter no show. I don't even want okay, so no show is probably strong. For her to play not not play well. Um, so I'm looking at her stats right now. She played 38 minutes. She was three for 17, 0 for three from the three-point line. She was she made her free throw. She was four for five from uh, uh, from free throw line. Um, she was plus two, so she was probably arguably one of their best plus minuses on the team. I'm looking now. She was second in plus minus on the, on the team. She had 13 defensive rebounds. So again, probably just to be let me be fair. It was probably just a rough shooting night for her, but like just the stage for her to have a rough shooting night was just you want to talk about just the worst time to have a bad shooting performance that I mean you can't pick it Um, because not only were plays being ran for her to get going and she just I don't want to use the word rattle but it just didn't look good it didn't look good for a player of her caliber um they did during the broadcast uh, show um, Brianna Stewart's record during championship games all the way up until her uh, high school, I think. And I think she only had one loss. And I think uh, I can't remember her name. Holly Rhodes, if I think that was her name, uh, was talking about how they don't even count that one because she tore she ripped tore ACL in the second half of that game. So she's literally undefeated in the championship series. Um but yeah, I'd say in all this to, to be a long-winded way to say that I think, I think Asia's at the top of the mountain, and until somebody knocks her off, that's she. It's like until otherwise, Asia's on top of the mountain. That that's that's where I stand. Um, Asia's only twenty-seven years old, um, and I think right now, if she was to retire, I think she retires as one of the. I think she's fifth or sixth greatest player in the W of all time. You can make an argument for the third, in my opinion. But she's definitely in the five or six range already. Bro, what do you think about that? Do you you agree? I was thinking about this earlier. I mean, the fact that, you know, Cheryl Miller never played. That part. You you know, and and there there wasn't WNBA. I was just talking to to play at the time. You know, and I was just talking to you about like the fact that we also we don't have we just pretend like the comments don't exist. When I was going through, you know, WNBA history of champions, we had like a, a Warriors Cavs run between Teaspoon, Show Troops, Tina Thompson. I remember watching those games with my dad. You know, and, and so like the Houston comments bring back the Houston comments. By the way, um, yeah, we got to talk to people like they like we got to explain to people that people don't know. Well, was, the Houston Comets were uh, a WNBA team before they had to contract the league, well, parts of the league, for because of financial reasons. There were teams like the Sacramento Monarchs, the Charlotte Sting, the Miami Soul, yep. the Detroit Shock. Um, oh, my God. I forgot about the Shock. That was yeah. such a great name, too. Detroit Shock. Like, these are these are good ten names. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like every NBA team should have a G League, a WNBA team, I just feel like it, we have it's enough. Coming. It's coming. There's practice facilities. South Bay Lakers, you know what I'm saying? Like, every team should have a G League, a WBA team. And, it, like, it's almost going to be like, you know, I, I just feel like it should be all affiliated. 
make the All Star Weekend. I love when they I love when they were doing the three headed um, WNBA. Uh, you know, uh, older player and the current player. I love that when they were doing yeah, that, that used to be the first fun. competition. So I mean, I got sidetracked to the question, but I would just say this: Asia, uh, a long term game. She's top three, top five, right? I think she's top five right now. I mean, it, it's just Let me read long her game. Real quick. So as it stands now, Asia Wilson, 27 years old, has a finals MVP, two-time WNBA champion, two-time defensive player of the year, two-time regular season MVP, five-time all-star. She's only been in the league six years, by the way, um, and one-time gold medalist. Um, so she's, she's only been in the league for six years, and she's won two titles in the six. She'll finish probably with one of the best resumes ever. She'll probably finish. Depends on how. Depends on how I mean, how I was, it is depends on this level because she's still athletic as shit. As far as WNBA no. players go, she's it's like her and this is the part where I, I I'm not really good at names. Um, I can't remember. And if I remember, I don't remember her name, but I know she plays for the the team that they played for before. There's the Dallas Sky. Uh, it's her and the, the 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 woman that they're. I think she played. She made a. I'll look this up because I don't want to. Alyssa Thompson. No, she played for this guy, but she's still one of the most athletic players in the W. Um, I think she can still, you know, she doesn't do it, but she she still can dunk. She does it in practice from time to time. Um, oh, WNBA. I just think I, the sky's the limit. The, the 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 ceiling is the the roof is the ceiling. The ceiling is the roof with with her. I um. So yeah, she plays for Dallas Wing. Her name is uh, I'm gonna butcher this name. Stasu Sabali Sabali. Oh Sabali, yeah 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 yeah. It's, I think she's I think she's the like she's athletic as shit too. Stasu um, Sabali. <laughs> Are you looking at pictures of her right now? Shit, <laughs> you stupid. Um, yeah. Um, so some more little quick X's and O's thing. It, and the fact that this is this was not talked about enough. The fact that Asia Wilson, calm down, stop smiling, get that grin off your face from looking at pictures. Uh, you know, I like red bones. So. <laughs> um. Oh, the fact that she did. Her performance yesterday, which I should probably say her stats for again for the people that did not watch, um, the fact that she did what she did and did it against who she did it to twenty four and sixteen, yeah twenty four and sixteen, uh, no with blocks. critical one buckets block. down this yeah with critical buckets down the stretch against. I don't know what you want to call it, Rel, but don't you want to say the best two big tandem in the W? I mean, they have to be the best two big tandem in the W. Yeah, I mean, uh, she, she was Jones, impre- it was impressive. Stewart, I mean, both defensive. The, she hit that, ju- that jump Jones hook. Has an MVP. Brianna Stewart has, I think, multiple MVPs. If I remember, she, she at least has one of. I'm, I'm, well, she had she won this year. Um, the fact that she abused John Quo, that she wanted one on ones with John Quo Jones, and she was abusing her like that, says a lot. That like is it for people who don't? It's 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 like it's like prime LeBron. Oh no, the better example. It's like what Jimmy Butler did to to to, to, to Drew Holiday last year. That's the comparison I mean, of what happened. Yes. The shot she was hitting was so tough because there was there was that her... was the comparison that happened. It was she and she wasn't talking shit like Jimmy, but she was giving looks like you keep playing with me and keep having her guard me. And then they put Brianna, and then then it got a little tougher. But then they started getting switches, and things got a little different. But the fact that she was doing what she was doing, out jumping Jonquil Jones, who literally is six five, way bigger and taller than Asia Wilson. Um, but yeah, man, uh, parade on Monday, rail said he's not going, um, uh, for those who don't know, um, out here in Las Vegas, the strip is a shit show because of F1 rail, you said some interest. So yesterday, today you told me some stuff that about F1. And so to tell the people about what's happening with F1 a little bit. 
Oh yeah, so I hear that like the strip has been um completely a shit show because they're building up for the F one series, but there's because of the in front of the Bellagio fountain, I would, I I can't in my truck now they had literally have cameras, so I can't pull out my phone or I would literally post how the strip looks. Like I would have pulled like the whole before and after shots because I'm on the strip so much, but I can't because I have a camera in my truck now. Yeah, so when the race takes off on that weekend, it's not it's not the race is not gonna start until about eleven PM because well, they want to keep I was it. blown away. I said that what? Yeah, because they're gonna keep it for the European fans and the fans who will watch it when it's when it's their time to watch it, um, which will be Sunday morning. So they're gonna keep it for their main core fans. Like I don't admit like I like F1 from the fact that I watch this Netflix show. Like and I and I like it. that's just this, that show got a lot of people in F one. I've never watched it. That's why I'm probably not. I watched it because I had nothing else to do with my life, and 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 when I watch the show, like it's hard for me to keep up with some of these races. And honestly, I'm just it's hard for me to watch 500 laps. Like you know what I'm saying. Yes. So so I mean I'm I'm probably gonna be at the race, but um, just, I mean, but it's gonna start at 11. It's not gonna end to two. Like in the morning, because these races take about three hours. So they're keeping it for the core friends, and they're, and they're starting it super fucking late out here on the West Coast. So, the, yeah, that race night is taking off because they want to get the perfect shot of the night. Um, you know, a car riding through is going to be lit up, but I don't know. They they have, um, yeah, so it's not the, they're not waving the flags until about 11. So it should go about 11 to Between 2. F1's construction, the fact that they're building an, a new off-ramp on Tropicana and Tropicana is closed still the off-ramp I should say uh Fountain Blues construction for those who are excited about the Fountain Blue that literally took fucking I don't know <laughs> 13 years to fucking finish whatever how many years it's, it's been longer than 10 to fucking finish now it's finally like they're finally saying it's gonna open next month I'll believe when I see it even though like I literally passed by Fountain Blue yesterday and it doesn't have fences around it anymore. But, you know, again, it, this is for people who live in Vegas. If you understand what I'm saying, you understand what I'm saying. Um, uh, it, it, it's bad. It's bad. Um, for people who, uh, you know, I know this has been a, po- a popular topic recently. Um, literally, uh, where Tupac got shot on Cobalt, Las Vegas and Cobalt, they built a bridge. So you can't even so people unless you're walking on the street, obviously. So if you wanted to drive where Tupac got shot, you you wouldn't you wouldn't you can't even you wouldn't be be able to because there's a ramp that takes you to the other side of fucking Los, uh, Flamingo. It's it's fucking weird. Um, Wait, so yeah. now there's a ramp over there. So now you so when you go to that street, you you can't yes. even go to the strip. Yes. So that so that street doesn't go to the strip no more. Not right now. No, you can't go through. You have to go through Sands. Or trap, like the like you're going from the airport. Yep, that's the same. <laughs> but again, is, it, is that they permanent? Change or, or they change it? everything every two days, so who knows? Um, but yeah, that's enough about Vegas geometry. Uh, congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces. Um, while I had my doubts, I'm gonna be real. I had my doubts early in the season, like Rel said, because a couple of those games against. Liberty, it, I just it, it pulled my hair out the way that the the they played it. Um, Jackie Young, like just the silent assassin. Let me, let me give props to the other players. Jackie Young, a silent Ray Allen type assassin. Um, I loved her drives down the stretch in Game Four. It was needed. Um, KP uh, for just being able to take the reins and kind of run the offense while sacrificing uh, your aggressiveness, because I know so much of your game is just the, the attacking off the pick and roll and uh, um, denying screens and driving and stuff. And obviously this is a hard series for you to drive anyway, because you had those two big trees in there with Brianna Stewart and John Quill Jones. Uh, again, I gave you a little shit because in my, you didn't play the best game, but it ended up working out. So everything is good. Uh, I can't remember uh, the young lady's name, uh, the the big white lady that came off the bench, that came in and was shooting the shit out of the ball, uh, figuratively, not really good. She wasn't shooting well at first, but then she knocked down some critical threes down the stretch. 
Um, and the rest is history. I want to get her name right too, because you know. You're talking about Colson? No. Or, or oh, Selena George. Selena George. Uh she played 30 minutes. Kayla George. Is it oh it is oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Kayla George. She was three for ten from three, and those three threes that she knocked down were needed. I think she she knocked down two in the in the third quarter. I think she knocked down two back to back and she had one in the first half. But very, very, very needed. And um I can't wait to be at the parade. I'm thinking about taking my daughter. Um we'll see. We'll see. Can't wait to go to the parade. All right, so before we get before we get up out of here, Rail, we're gonna the NBA season starting obviously literally next week. Starting on Tuesday, opening night with uh, Los Angeles Lakers versus the defending reigning uh, Denver Chicken McNuggets. Shout out to Dustin. Um, and game two will be the Golden State Warriors versus the Phoenix Suns. Um, so we're not going to go through a whole uh, list of do our over and unders like some of the other pods. We're just going to name three uh, of our best uh over and unders that we think are for sure it can be an over and it can be an under which ones you think for sure are are locks for sure so you can you you can start and then i'll follow up first one i got um i got the nets over at uh i mean not nets over i'm sorry i said the nets what not the nets i'm sorry i got the wizards over at minus 125 24 and a half wins you got the wizards you think the (laughs) wizards Oh, Jordan Poole's performance last night got you, huh? No, I had just been doing this. Like, they won they won like 35 games last year mm-hmm. with pretty much just Porzingis because Bradley Beal had been missing for like two years. Um, so, I just – I like the Poole party. I think Poole – you know, I think this team's – they have talent. 23 wins in the East. Like, I don't know. I think they can get to 25, 27 wins. So, 24 and a half wins. Minus 125 right now, you can get it. My One of my pets already put in, so that's one of my actual bets. Okay. I've laid a pretty hefty number on that. Uh, You want to go back and forth, or you want to do all your? Oh, I'll give all three of mine then. So then I got, so first one I got was, and let me see my second one, if I can find it on here. Um, Is it up? I got the Lakers at 47 and a half wins. Obviously, I think this is the deepest team in the league. Um, everybody, everybody acts like LeBron. Yeah, on Caesars, they got them at forty-seven. On Fanduel, Fanduel, they got them at forty-six. It's a better bet to get them on Fanduel. But yeah, go ahead, um, I don't. I like the Lakers. But I just think that everybody act like LeBron averaged like twenty-eight points, twenty-nine points a game last year. He is literally going to be in chill mode for fifty to sixty game because the depth is just insane. The Prince, uh, D'Lo is out of his noodles. Uh, AD, who's who's the Prince? Torian Prince. (laughs) Um, okay. Um, but so yeah, forty-seven and a half wins. I think the Lakers will win fifty games. And my last one, this is my favorite one actually. This is my lock. Rockets over thirty and a half wins. Mm. I just think that's a good one. I like everything about all the this said, roster, I like and I like the fact that Ime Udoka, he's one of these few coaches who don't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck, you know, so Rockets you go, like he goes, 12, literally 12 deep or 11 deep. So he's going to literally, he can, Michael Porter Jr. I'm just he can form, uh, uh, he can form, he said, oh, fuck that, fuck Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> um, he was already crazy before he did some crazy I shit. I know, I know, I just... For those who got the joke, that was for you. <laughs> well, nice cube got a lead, KP. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rockets already have. I just like their. I love their depth. I like the fact that they got a coach that don't give a fuck. And like, uh, I, I just think they're gonna play hard. Thirty wins. Ass. If you're not playing well, playing if you you scoring well, but you're not playing D, he will sit your ass. He don't give. He's one of these few. He's like a he like a ham. He like a spo. He like a pop where Old if you're school. not playing well, you just gonna come out, bro. Like, like, yeah, I just got no, I just got number. So and none of these like dudes the, have a, have the cachet to tell him otherwise. Like, yo, I'm gonna do Fred. Van that's Lee, the thing. His name on this team is that he really has no star. Like, yeah. nobody could really be like, hey man, hey, like, nobody gonna be like, hey man, I'm woo do woo woo. You gotta play me. It's like, uh, play your ass on that bench. 
So I like the Rockets over 30 and a half. Wizards over 24 and a half. And um, Lakers over 47 and a half. Plus, let me give you two MVP bets while I'm here. Please. Plus 600. I already put this in. Luka Doncic. I just feel like, you know, every year we do that with Luka. But go ahead. He has to hit one year. You know, I just feel like maybe it's time for him. Second bet, and this is my favorite bet, and this is the one I've put two units on, and I feel like this is the actual lock for MVP this year. And if you would like to possibly get down on something with a little wager, you let me know off the line. But Jason Tatum at plus 900 is a very, very tasty play this year. I kind of like that one. He fits the mode. If there's ever a MV- if he's ever gonna win one, it has to be this season. He fits the mode. He looks like he's in shape. He's gonna be on one of the best teams. He's gonna get the probably one of the. To me, they should have the most wins in the East. Agreed. You know, so if he gets the one seed, the West is gonna be too convoluted for the. I think the, to the for the MVP to come out. I think you know what I mean. Yeah, you can. You can. Joker's gonna do the same Joker shit every year, and Embiid's gonna cross him out. But I think you're gonna get some outstanding play from Booker this year. I think you're gonna get some uh, outstanding play from SGA this year. And I don't know whatever uh, playoff P he's talking about. He said he's going back to. But um, <laughs> what do you say? I'm I on did, my bully. That's what. Yeah, I'm on my bully shit. So I'm those are my favorite. Those are my five bets. Jason Tatum for MVP. Luka Doncic at plus six hundred. Jason Tatum plus nine hundred. Lakers, Wizards, Rockets, all overs. I've already placed these bets, and I'll be a very, very rich man by the end of June. Nice. Nicely done. Uh, so Rail did all overs in his MVP bets. I'm not going to do any MVP, pet, MVP bets. I said that way too fast. Uh, I'm going to actually do an under, but I got my first over. So my first over is, and I'm looking at Caesars Sportsbook right now for this one. Um, I'm... Miami Heat over 44 and a half. Heat culture. Always. <laughs> heat culture. Miami Heat's not going over. Bro. Miami Heat culture. Heat culture. Over 44. I'm banging that. Spo, Jimmy, Bam, uh, Healthy Hero, um, Duncan Robinson, Re-Energize. Um, they're gonna they're gonna do something with Kyle Lowry's contract in the middle of the season. Um, uh, at the trade deadline, they'll they'll didn't Jimmy they'll Butler go like to Brazil during the season um, last year or some shit? Hey, hey, let me finish. Um, I I just I believe in I believe in heat culture. I know Rail doesn't believe heat culture is a thing. I believe in Spo. That real bro, Miami. Um, and can I ask you something? As they always as they always do, they they'll it's one of these names that are on the end of this roster will pop because they can I ask you something. They always do. Can I can I ask you something? About sure, that? sure, real, sure. How is it that that the Heat get the Heat culture, but and then but they keep trying to recycle? So you believe the fact that they can recycle Josh Richardson again? Yes. That the fact that they're gonna make Thomas Bryant a fucking I mean, competent I don't, I don't NBA even know player? What recycle means he's. Do I think he's gonna? Be he was damn near out the league not that long ago. Do I think he's going to be better because he's back home playing for the, the team that made him as good as he was and give him that spark and he understands? he. Yes, I think he's going to be better. I'm not saying he's going to be what he was. I think he's going to be solid. I'm relying I would on, say... I'm, I'm, relying on uh, I'm relying on Tyler Hero being, being mad and being Inferno. That's what I'm relying on. I, this is uh, our first right. heads up play, so I'm gonna go literally bet heads up against this play and put and go under on the heat because I think it's a scam <laughs> and I don't think that that they can get Caleb Jordan again. No. So go ahead, I'm going. Oh yeah, that part under on the heat. Martin. No, I hope you. Know, I hope you know this. I hope you know this. Anyway, um, this is gonna be the first under, and I this is probably one of my best bets. I'm I if I'm anybody. I would smash this one because uh, this team's over is 44 and a half and it's in the, that congested Western conference. And I just don't think they're going to be as good as a lot of other teams because they already started all starting off with injuries. The new Orleans Pelicans get them the fuck out of here. I don't believe even with a healthy Zion. I don't, I think this team is going to struggle. Not, uh, I think their offense is going to be okay, but defensively, if they're planning on playing Zion at five, uh, good luck. Uh, I love CJ McCollum, big CJ McCollum fan, but
but he is again we don't really go off what we see in in in, in preseason but cj mccullough still hasn't looked right they're starting the season without trey murphy without uh, high, high, uh jose Havarado, and you know we're all just zion's one fall away from just being out for 30 games we're just under smashing the under on the pelicans under in a congested western conference i'm smashing the under uh and honestly my third one those ones too i had locked and loaded now i'm looking at these bets somebody has to be a really bad bad bottom feeder um but that's just so many less games oh okay this one too uh, and this one is, I wouldn't call this one a lock. This one's more of just what I feel is going to happen. Um, the, and I'm going to do Eastern Conference team because I just do two Western Conference teams. Um, the Indiana Pacers, 38 and a half over. I think they're going to be the fifth or sixth best team in the Eastern Conference. And if, if, I, think I, if I think they're going to be that high based off uh, what I believe in Ty- Tyrese Halliburton after what I saw in the Olympics, <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, not the Olympics, the World Championship. Uh, not just the World Championship, but just what we saw off of last season. I think, man, I think this team is going to be great. Their starting five makes sense. Uh, I think they're deep. Uh, if they don't have any injuries, I think I think they're just going to run and gun. They have great coaching. Um, I'm just going to take the Indiana Pacers. Uh, just going to... I think I'm going to take the Indiana Pacers over. That's where I'm at. All right. Good show. Good show today. Uh, Rail, good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. Uh, for uh, for Rail, uh, I'm Kev. Uh, don't wait, wait, wait. Don't forget to like, favorite, favorite and subscribe. Uh, if you're a new uh, listener or watcher, please sub up on Instagram. Sub, follow us on Instagram and sub up on YouTube. Uh, and if you're a podcast listener, uh, leave us a five-star rating on Apple, uh, on Spotify, and Google Play. For uh, Pharrell, uh, I'm Kev. We're those millennials, and we're out.